Good morning. It is a Thursday morning. Boy, this week went by fast. So Thursday fast. already. I know. You know what? It's it's even it, the the month is going by. It's the twelfth already. This year is just flying by. Tell it was not flying. It's only ten days, eleven days, it twelve days. Well, I feel like we're halfway through it already. We are. We're halfway through the month almost. Okay. Why are you messing with my mind? Why do you mess with me? Well, because you know that I'm like Biden. I I don't think straight. <laughs> No. I would never talk down on you okay. like that and Ooh, refer you to Biden. Slam, slam. All right, what do you got? Okay, so I read this story. Um, it is, um, so in October, state officials worked to smooth the retirement of an agency executive who was about to plead guilty to assaulting a child during an after-school program in Salem. Um, it looks like they allowed Richardson, who is 62, to pick his successor as executive director of the State Alcohol and Drug Policy Commissionary Commissions. Sorry, um, it looks like he was appointed by Kate Brown. They intended to leave him on state payroll for months at his pay rate of over two hundred thousand dollars a year. But then Governor Kate Brown, who appointed Richardson, is now refusing to answer the most question to answer questions about the case, including where when they learned about this criminal behavior. Oregon Health Authority Deputy Director Chris learned of the criminal investigation through a notice of the Department of Human Services as of February 25th. Spokesman, spokesman Rob um, and the what was his name? Uh, they notified the governor's office of the investigation. Brown and Oregon Health Authority officials wouldn't answer whether they knew Richardson had moved to Chicago last summer while still holding his state job position, what? making over $200,000 a year. The silence leaves unanswered uh, whether a state official's deep po- political and social concern- connections to those in state and local government shielded him as his criminal case unfolded. Richardson did not respond to a call or email from the Salem reporter seeking to discuss the case and his departure from the state. So the assault occurred on January 26, 2022 at the Career Technical Education Center in Northeast Salem during an after-school program ran by Richardson's company, Community Leader, Community Learning Institute. Sorry. How old was the person that he assaulted? Richardson took an eight-year-old boy into the hallway who had disrupted disrupted the class, grabbing him by the neck and pushing him into the wall, according to surveillance videotapes. Um, I recklessly caused physical injury, Richard later admitted. So he caused physical injury. The boy reported the assault to a counselor who, in turn, alerted the State Department of Health and Health Services. Um, and it goes on to talk about how they believe that Kate Brown was hiding him. Um, he got to leave to another state and lived, moved to Chicago while in the middle of the investigation, while still getting paid by the state. <coughs> What a what Excuse a me. dirt um, bag. Yeah, the State Department of Justice is investigating the assault, but Attorney General Ellen wouldn't release records of the investigation. So I know I'm running short on time, so maybe we'll pick this back up on our next break. Unbelievable. Uh, absolutely crazy. I have a lot to say. We'll pick it up on the next break. Good morning. It is a Thursday morning. Terry Solomon Smith and that last report that we did, I am so angry I had to go outside and get some fresh air. Yes. It's raining. All right, let's uh, let's finish talking about this. Okay, so um, it looks like the State Department of Justice investigated the assault, but Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum, 
Okay. Uh, wouldn't release records on the investigation. A spokesman of the office said the Justice Department withheld records at the request of Clackamas County District Attorney's Office, which prosecuted the case. Uh, she wouldn't answer whether the Attorney General alerted the governor that a top state official was under criminal investigation. Okay, let's let's recap what what we're talking about here. There was a. Uh what was his title? Um, it looks like he was in charge of the Oregon Substance Abuse and Treatment Prevention Program, and he also had his own business that uh, for a mentoring. Uh, gosh, where did it go? So he t- he took an eight year old student into the hall by the neck mm-hmm. he, and yep. pushed him up against a wall. Yep, he was also a career technical educationer center uh, for his company. A community Learning Institute okay, program. So his, so his punishment for doing that is, uh, you can go ahead and move to Chicago. We'll still continue to pay you. And uh, we're going to let you go, but you decide who you want to replace you. Mm-hmm. That's the punishment. Yep. So Rosenberg uh, Rosenblum's office investigated uh, at the request of Salem Police Chief uh, Trevin Womack who had worked closely with Richardson on criminal justice matters. Uh, Richardson served as president of the Kaiser Salem NAP a CP unit as a re- uh, and, until he resigned in September. I'm not sure what that stands for. I'll have to look into that. Uh, Marion County District Attorney Paige Clarkson, who uh, let's see, who also resourced herself from the case, asking her counterparts in Clackamas County to prosecute because she served on the state commission managed by uh, Richardson. Um, looks like a Marion County grand jury in May in, indicted Richardson on charges of fourth-degree assault and harassment. With the criminal charges pending, Richard remained in charge of the independent edu- agency tasked with improving Oregon substance abuse and treatment prevention programs. Unbelievable. Um, a state judge in June allowed Richardson to leave the state and live in Chicago, according to court records. He later waived extradition. Uh, state police requires employees working remotely full-time to document their requests in the state human resources information system. The policy says employees working remotely from another state will be held on a case-by-case bias and requires an assessment to determine if out-of-state out of workers insurance is needed. Um, it looks like the State Department of Administration Services has no record of such an assessment for Richardson, says spoke, spokeswoman Adrian. Um, public records obtained by Salem reporters show that, oh, I'm getting to wrap up here, uh, that by the latest July, Richardson will be running his agency remotely, apparently without informing his supervisor. Um, And it just kind of goes on. So if you guys want this article, go ahead and reach out to me, Amanda at KSLM.news, and I will send you all of this because it's pretty lengthy. And the governor knew about it and spoke it the Yeah, I kind of want to dive a little bit more into it. All right. Good morning, Amanda Smith, Terry Salt, hanging out with you on this a Thursday. What's new? Okay, so I wanted to kind of touch, uh, finish up on that uh, whole Richardson thing. Um, so it looks like public records obtained by the Salem reporters show that by at least July, Richardson was running his agency remotely, um, and an employee working in Chicago confirmed that he had been relocated to Chicago. Um, it looks like... Uh, they reached out to Kate Brown to see if he had been approved for relocating. Um, 
it looks like, can you let me know what your status is and make sure it's updated? Uh, and Richardson later responded that he has been working remotely since May 1st, and his staff was as well. He did not mention relocating to Chicago, though. No one in the governor's office or the health authority would address whether he sought permission to take his state top job halfway across the country. Emails from Brown's office and the Oregon Health Authority obtained by the Salem Reporter through public record requests show state officials were preparing for Richards, Richardson's retire to retire as executive director two weeks before he pled guilty to the assault. Hmm. So it makes you wonder... Um, if they, they knew. So Richardson told state officials he planned to retire November 15th, but obtained, oh, but remained on the state payroll until February 1st, 2023. So he's still on the payroll to, to collect his remaining leave emails show. Um, reporters requested Brown's office give them any emails between them and they released a few of them, but nothing discussing his conviction. Um, but on September 30th, Richard emailed um, Kate Brown's budget director saying he needed a briefing to call to give them a heads up on an issue. Um, and they did not disclose what it was. Uh, so well, he was he convicted? Yes, he was. So it said Richardson on October 5th then messaged that he'd spoken to his deputy and agreed to serve his... To serve the rest of his executive director position. 30 days later, Richardson pled guilty to a misdemeanor, punishable up to a year in jail and a fine up to $6,225. He paid 1000 to the boy's family and he listed Chicago as his actual address in the courts. So let me grab your kid by the neck, throw him up against the wall. Here's $1,000. Now we're good. Mm-hmm. So a... Uh, Kate Brown appointed Richardson to the director of the job in 2018. Richardson was making over $200,000 annually in that role when he left, according to the Department of Administration Services. He shifted over from serving as deputy director of the Department of Human Services, uh, a role he began in 2015, left that job, and when at that time was making $166,000 uh, per year. Uh, Brown's office refused to answer questions to the Salem reporter about how her office handled the information about the assault on the boy and saying that the issue was a personal matter. I don't know what's personal about that when you have somebody who is the director of the Department of Human Services assaulting a young child of eight years old. And they still continue to get away with it. it gives him a thousand dollars and we're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like he was fired. Kate Brown fired him on December 12th after Salem reporter uh, inquired about his employee status. Interesting. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, just, yeah, this is this is our government. Good morning. It is 1030 on this, a Thursday morning. Rain today, cloudy with the highs around 54 is what they're telling us. Terry Saul, Amanda Smith hanging out with you. And uh, we have, she wasn't she just here yesterday? <laughs> she was. So we brought Sheesh. her back. So we have Lori in the house with us, and she is the president of the Salem Police Foundation. Good morning. Good how morning are you? again. Good. Yes. How are you? So you did something fun this year. You attended like a, an academy. Yep. So Salem Police Department 
twice a year puts on a community police academy where regular citizens like me and you can come sit in the room and learn from our police department and ask really? all the hard questions. Yes. That's pretty cool. Does, yeah. it, does it include a ride-along at all? Or? Yes. They encourage you to take a ride-along, and so you sign up for whichever shift you want to go on, and uh, you can ask, I want to do graveyard, or I want to do first thing on a yeah. Sunday morning, and I actually got to do a couple, so it was fascinating. You, you know the one part about this that uh, I have to vent, okay? I'm sure. going to vent now. Uh, I, oh, I, did the, I did the ride-along. And I asked the officer, I said, can I drive? <laughs> and he just says, no. no. <laughs> and I says, can I work the siren? He says, no. <laughs> I mean, So if you attend a community police academy, there the is a day where we go out to the driving course at uh, DPSST, okay. which is the Department of Public Safety yeah. Standards something or other. And the academy. <laughs> yeah. And it's an emergency vehicle operation where you get to drive the car as fast as you want. Why didn't that officer tell me that? Just about. And then run the sirens if you'd like. Really? Yep. And they time you on it and everything. It's a lot of fun. That's cool. Amanda. That was my favorite. That was my favorite day. <laughs> I hear a remote coming. <laughs> yes. I want to do a graveyard shift. Yes. I think that would be very fascinating yes. to say the very, very least. Yes. Okay, so what were some cool things that you got out of that? So it was, for me, I, I know quite a bit about the department already because of my position with the foundation. Right. So for me, it was interesting to watch other people in the room who didn't know much process the answers from the department to their hard questions. And okay. hearing about the department's policies and procedures, their use of force procedure, um, just them not knowing where they how they felt about our local police department and then hearing directly from our police department and and realizing oh this is a really good department they get a lot of training right yeah this is a we have a spectacular police department here and, and people don't understand until they walk a mile in their shoes mm-hmm. um we had we had uh, years ago interviewed um the director of the 911 center yeah and uh, the first thing that I asked this is, why do they ask so many questions? And then she went through the whole scenario on why they have to ask so many mm-hmm. questions, because they're relaying that to the responding officer mm-hmm. so that he doesn't walk into a, a ugly situation. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's, it's an incredible. It's, I yeah. like that academy. Yeah. There were people introducing themselves who were very candid and just said, look, I'm here because I, I have a lot of conversations with my neighbors, and a lot of them don't like police, but I want to be able to educate myself and have knowledgeable conversations with my neighbors about why the police will or won't do something so it was that's powerful knowledge is power knowledge is power and to be able to answer those types of questions i i want to go to that academy yeah so it's twice a year they do it in the spring and the fall and uh, you can sign up on their website and and the ride-along process is uh, active and people can go just do that anytime they want to too with an application. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Lori, thank you. thank you. Bonchino's up next. We're out of here. All right.